Melissa Lockard with Alex Coffee from the Steamheads, a show about the Oakland A's. On Tuesday, Jake Diekman expressed some very strong concerns about the viability of this shortened 60-game season with the various delays and kind of other hiccups they've had with the testing for COVID-19 so far since the opening of these new MLB summer camps, as they're calling them. It was very interesting to see you know, his take on it. Obviously, he's been designated as one of the players who's considered at risk because of previous health issues. It was important to note when he was talking about these concerns, how strongly he wants to play. So for him to be saying that he's concerned that delays in testing are going to make it very difficult for them to have a full season, you know, it comes with the context of this is a player who absolutely 100% does not want to sit home and collect his money without being out on the field. So I think that's, you know, an important thing to talk about. The delay in a couple of days even in getting the test results sort of nullifies the efficacy of the results at all, because obviously a lot can happen in the couple of days between being tested and when you get your results. And he talked about how if the team's out on a 10-game road trip or 10-day road trip and there's, you know, 50 guys in the clubhouse for 10 days and there's a three-day delay with testing, so they're only tested once on that entire road trip, the amount of time that those players would be in close proximity with each other where there could be somebody that doesn't even know they have it that could infect a lot of people would be, uh, you know, quite a lot. So that I thought was very stark. And, And obviously, he said too, he imagines that the lab is doing all it can do to turn around these tests as quickly as possible. It's obviously an unprecedented situation. It's an unprecedented number of tests to be having to run. Uh, MLB has talked about how they want to bring in a second lab to the extent they can do that is, is unknown at this point. Just having those things hanging over the first week of this um, MLB s- summer camp, as exciting as it's been to see guys out on the field and actually performing, it definitely sort of brings a a black cloud over a lot of it. You know, there's no guidebook to follow. There's no, you know, guidelines for MLB to adhere to. This is all unprecedented. And, you know, the point has been raised a lot that, you know, this is the first week and there were going to be hiccups and mistakes. And, you know, I think a high-risk player like Diekman sees those mistakes and, like, he is personally affected by it from a health standpoint. And he's basically saying that there can't even be mistakes now. You know, like, for a guy like that, I mean, it's the difference between, it sounds dramatic, but it's, like, the difference between life and death in some cases. You know, it's the difference between God knows what kind of health problems. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a tricky situation to navigate. And, you know, in regards to the, to the lab, I know that there have been some reports about MLB considering a second second lab because of being overflowed with testing. And I think that that's another aspect of this that's kind of tricky is that originally MLB said that they were going to use this lab that they contracted in Utah to produce the tests or analyze the tests because they didn't want to take testing resources from the general public. And the idea was also that this lab would provide more testing like resources for the general public you know, that's obviously commendable and MLB can't really be criticized for that. But it's just, it just seems clear that this lab has kind of been overwhelmed by the sheer quantity of tests and how quickly they have to turn them around. And it seems kind of unfair to the players and staff and coaches in that regard. So it's definitely a complicated issue for sure. The other thing that was interesting coming out of um, Tuesday's talks with Bob Melvin too, was how much it meant once the team was on the field to him in terms of raising the spirits and sort of making the players feel you know like there was a reason that these guys were here and and, and uh, Jake talked about this too that 
when you're out on the field and you're throwing, he talked about, uh, you know, he threw live BP and, and Ramon Laureano had a really good at bat against him and his competitive juices are, are flowing now. And, you know, that's where these guys live, right? Like that's their whole lives is baseball. Their whole lives is being on the field and competing. And, and so the moment that they're out there doing that, they're back in their comfort zone again. And so the, the desire to be there and to have this happen, I think, is universally high amongst all these players, even the ones that have opted out, I think, have opted out with with very heavy hearts because this is what they, you know, their their kind of main purpose besides their families is, you know, is to be out there on the field doing this stuff. So, and I also thought it was it was interesting too how, you know, Bob had expressed some concerns over the weekend when they had had the canceled workout that his team was going to be behind and that, you know, there was going to be um, some competitive disadvantage issues that uh, were sort of implied by by what his concerns were, but he said, you know, the moment his players were out there he felt like, okay, we can, you know, we can do this. And I, and I have a sense there's going to be sort of a roller coaster of emotions throughout all of this, you know, if they are kind of able to successfully get through a 60 game season, that there's going to be times where teams are feeling like, oh man, we're behind something because our normal routine is disrupted. But then they get out on the field and they're like, we can pull through this and we can, you know, we can kind of overcome sort of the disruptions to our normal lives. And and because once they're out on the field, it does feel like regular baseball again. I get a sense that that'll sort of be a theme of this season is sort of rolling with the punches a little bit. Um, and, you know, whether it's personnel changes and having to, to change things like starting rotations or, or lineups at the last minute because, you know, players either a test is back late or they test positive or whatever it is, or just, you know, scheduling snafus when, um, you know, there's something that comes up or even just mundane things like rain delays. You know, I think a lot of that stuff um, is going to seem really stressful in the moment. And then when the games actually are played, if they're able to play them, there'll be some a bit of a catharsis, you know, when they're when they're there and they're actually able to do it. So that was kind of the the emotional roller coaster that I sort of saw from from those conversations on, on Tuesday. And um, it, it, it may be that that's sort of the theme of, of the season. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that Diekman's Zoom conference or press conference or whatever you want to call it was kind of a microcosm of what like you said what we might see this whole season it just obviously these guys are dedicated to the game and like you said it's their whole life it's their it's the environment that they've been playing and working in for x amount of years and you know when he's talking about you know even if tough at bat or against Ramon you can see how happy he is he's kind of just like you know he's smiling and he's laughing about it and it's really clear it's obvious and then he kind of has to like start talking about testing and his frustration is pretty palpable. So it's, you're right, it's kind of this emotional roller coaster, and you're kind of vacillating between these two realities. So I think from a player's perspective, manager's, coach's perspective, it's got to be a pretty bizarre uh, experience to be working through right now. Yeah, and I think it's it's the kind of environment that maybe Bob Melvin as a manager is um, best suited for. I mean, not in this crazy COVID type thing, but just this sort of uncertainty and rolling with the punches. I, I, you know, I think that's one thing that has struck me in the years that he's been with the A's. Even the years they've been very good, they've been very good despite a lot of crazy things happening, whether it's freak injuries or, you know, stadium issues or, you know, what have you. It's always sort of a litany of different things. 
things that they're kind of going through. And he's sort of always just been this steadying hand. You know, he's like this this flag in in a windstorm that just keeps everything from um, blowing off into the, in, into the neither. And and I think that's um, a really unique quality. That's what's made him manager of the year multiple times. And it's what I think why he's been entrusted with so much of the you know the leadership mantle in an organization that maybe didn't always give that to their managers. And by management of a baseball team, I'm looking for a Bob Melvin kind of person to be the one who guides a team through a crazy season like that. So I think that is something that, uh, you know, should help the A's through this and that they have, uh, you know, a, co- a manager and a leader like that who doesn't let them get too embroiled in the, oh man, this horrible thing has happened and we can't get through it. It's always the we're going to figure out a way to get through it. We're going to acknowledge that this is a, is a, you know, not a great thing, but we're going to keep pushing forward. And I think that's, that's a quality that's, I've always been very impressed with Bob Melvin. Beyond that, it seems like he doesn't really have a problem with his players speaking out about certain things. And I could see how some other managers might see like a player speaking out about what's going on with testing as maybe a bit of a distraction, but Melvin commended Diekman for that today and basically said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but speaking out enables us to catch these mistakes and hiccups sooner. And it like, he basically said that it's a good thing and that this is how like this process should be working. You know, it kind of like facilitates this open dialogue that might lead to a more effective system in the future. So it's really refreshing to hear him not only be tolerate his players speaking out, but kind of encourage them to to speak their minds and take their agency. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think we are living in an age where fans do want to hear what players really feel about these situations. They don't just sort of want the canned responses that so many of them were sort of trained to give uh, throughout the years. And, you know, I, I really do commend that so many athletes now are willing to, to speak their minds and, and kind of get people to understand where they come from and what their, uh, you know, viewpoints are and, and what really drive them, because I think it's a lot of what makes them, you know, who they are on the field as well as off. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you that there there has always been, a, you know, a freedom to, to express yourself with the A's organization in general, but certainly under Bob Melvin, that's been uh, a priority. You know, like you said, because a lot of players have been trained not to, to kind of give these uh, canned responses. I don't think many fans are used to hearing from players to the degree that we are hearing from them now. You know, it's not like the NBA where everyone is always like posting cryptic things on Twitter and (laughs) getting in fights with each other. Um, I feel like you don't see as much of that in uh, Major League Baseball. But, you know, I've been seeing a lot of comments about, you know, why isn't Jake opting out? He still gets his service time and his pay. Like, why doesn't he just opt out? And like, like other Americans can't do that. You know, you should just sit out and be quiet, basically. And I talked to his wife a few days ago, and she basically told me that, you know, a part of this is like the competitiveness that he spoke to, you know, like, being out on the field and being in this environment for so long. But another part of it that Amanda Diekman mentioned was just, you know, they've been thinking a lot about this concept of fairness, like what's fair. And Jake has expressed that he doesn't think it's fair that he could just sit out and self-isolate while his teammates and friends are, you know, out there risking their livelihoods and he could receive service time and pay just the same as they they would be for taking these additional risks. And he doesn't think that that's fair. So I don't know, when I hear these fans kind of like clamoring for him to opt out and clamoring for him to just like be quiet, I, I feel like the common denominator is just be quiet. If he was opting out and still using his platform to say these things, I feel like they would still be upset. It's just 
I feel like the, the root of a lot of these comments is just him um, using his platform to, to kind of like some of the dark realities and in, in what's going on right now. Yeah. And, and I think ultimately finding these things now are probably, well, are for sure better than finding them three weeks from now. And, you know, I think that was another thing too, was that they do have now two and a half weeks or whatever it is to, to get this right before opening day and they have to get it right. And so talking about it is going to make it hopefully easier for them to, to get it right. So I think that's, you know, hopefully what the result of being outspoken is, is that, you know, problems do get solved. And I think that is, you know, important to remember. It's uncomfortable to hear disagreement. I think we all hate, you know, when things don't just go exactly how we want it to go, but it, it is how change is made. And I think that's, you know, that's an important thing to keep in mind with all of this. So, you know, we'll certainly be keeping a close eye on, on everything, um, as it relates to the to the testing over the next couple of weeks, hopefully it, it really starts to smooth out now that we're past that holiday weekend and they have a sense of what the intake volume is going to be on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, hopefully this will be the worst of it and, and we'll be able to move on into the season. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back again next week with two more episodes.